From Washington, D.C., this is On the Ground. Hundreds of environmental and climate justice advocates rally on Capitol Hill to oppose a deal secured by Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia to complete the controversial Mountain Valley Pipeline. Our communities, our movement, and our planet is in the fight for its life. And our communities and our people are not for sale. The deal to transport frack gas 300 miles in Virginia, West Virginia, and across the Appalachian Trail was reportedly secured in exchange for Manchin's support for the Inflation Reduction Act, which was passed and signed into law last month. This side deal adds insult to injury for climate activists already angered that the act offers only a small fraction of what experts say is needed to address the climate catastrophe. Our water is poison. You can't drink the water. You can't cook with the water. And these industries are coming in one at a time. All that coming up on the show. Welcome to On the Ground, onthegroundshow.org, Voices of Resistance from the nation's capital for September 9th, 2022. I'm Esther Averam, and for this hour, we will hear voices of people from around the United States who rallied Thursday on Capitol Hill. While opposing a deal made by Senate leader Chuck Schumer with Senator Manchin of West Virginia that will restart construction of the controversial Mountain Valley Pipeline, Residents also gave their own testimonies of living in so-called sacrifice zones where fossil fuel and chemical industries have poisoned the air, water, and soil where they live. Our coverage begins with Russell Chisholm of Appalachia. Hello! I'm Russell Chisholm. I live on the front lines of the fight to stop MVP. I traveled here today from my home in Appalachia to welcome you to join from frontline community to frontline community to grow this movement and make ourselves heard. Not just for you and me, but for all whose voices have been erased and ignored. Today, Neon, Kentucky. Tomorrow, Carpour. Today, Carpour. Tomorrow, Jackson. Today, Jackson. Tomorrow, Port Arthur. Today, Port Arthur. Tomorrow, Charleston. Today, Charleston. Tomorrow, Chester. Today, Chester. Tomorrow, Union Hill. Today, Union Hill. Tomorrow, the Navajo Nation. Today, the Navajo Nation. Tomorrow, San Juan. Today, San Juan. Tomorrow, Nuiskut. Today, Nuiskut. Tomorrow, St. James Parish. Today, St. James Parish. Tomorrow, Chatham. Today, Chatham. Tomorrow, Hans Creek. Today, Hans Creek. Tomorrow, Neon and On. Injury, harm, and injustice is being inflicted upon our communities by people who live far from the poisons and the rising waters and the fires and the flaring and the fuming incinerators and the coal dust and the cancer alleys. They injure us even as they attempt to silence our voices and criminalize our collective rejection of their false promises and corrupt policies. All in the name of so-called critical infrastructure. So we reject their deadly infrastructure and we present our own critical needs. The voices and stories that people gather here today say more than no sacrifice zones. We say more than stop MVP. 
We say, let us live and let us thrive. To understand what we're doing here today, we have delegations, family members, community members from frontline communities, environmental justice communities that have all gathered here to help grow this movement and stand in solidarity. We're going to bring those delegations up together and they're going to introduce themselves as part of their story and tell their story and tell why they're here and what they need us to be doing. So I'm honored to welcome up the first delegation, the Appalachian delegation, if y'all can come on up to the stage. and I come to you today as an impacted person. I'm impacted by environmental injustice, suffering at the hands of polluters intent on spewing toxins into my air, into the waters, into the lands in which I walk. See, I am a resident of a fence line community called Institute West Virginia. This community is about 100 miles away from where the MVP pipeline will be making its way through my state. That's roughly one-third the distance of the entire length of this pipeline. But unlike the pipeline, which will ravage communities as it mires its way through West Virginia, destroying, making sure that people have uh, poor health outcomes like my community, I'm here to stand in solidarity and push back around against that narrative. See, I know all too well, all too well what happens when permitting processes are abandoned or deregulated. See, my community has been suffering with these injustices for 80 years. In 1940s, there was a process by which we got a rubber plant, which quickly turned to Union Carbide and many other plants since then. These are the things that can happen to other communities. These are the things that are happening to low wealth and communities of color across this nation. And unfortunately, my senator will not take heed to these things. He had an opportunity to stand on the side of the IRA and do something that was good, but then he had to have a dirty side deal. And I'm here to call bullshit on that. for folks. We will not go away into this good night without giving a fight. Are you all with me? For the fight! Alright, I'm going to turn it over to the next person that's coming up. Thank you all for having me. So, you guys mostly know me as Crystal Cavalier Keck. I'm from North Carolina. We're representing the MVP Southgate fight. Um, the MVP Southgate is slated to come through Rockingham and Alamance counties and Pennsylvania County, Virginia. We're not going to let it go through. We've been fighting this for uh, four or five years. It's going through a lot of uh, environmentally oppressed communities, Afro-Indigenous and Indigenous communities. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, we're not going to take it. We're not going to take it. We're not going to be sacrificed. It is time for us to stand up. There's a lot of our elders who are afraid to speak out. Um, you know, for good reasons, Jim Crow laws and a lot of um, anti-blackness is going around and, you know, what you gonna do? Well, we're gonna stand up and fight back anyway. I just wanna thank everybody for coming here. It took a lot to get here and I really appreciate it and I really appreciate you guys seeing the vision, especially our young indigenous people for standing up and embracing who you are. I love each and every one of you, whether you know this or not, I love you. 
So I can't speak no better or with no bigger heart than my wife, so I'm not even going to try. I'm going to let you know that this is about two-legged. This isn't about complexions. This is about all of us human beings doing something for all the other living beings. I want to tell you that you here today, I told the people last night, the organizers, you here today are the social justice people you read about as kids. Those heroes you had as kids and said, I wish I could have been King. I wish I could have been Angela. I wish I could have been Russell, Dennis, Leonard. I wish I could have been any of these people. You are those people. The only difference is they might not put you in the books because they're not about educating and reading anymore. So you are doing this for great-great-grandchildren that may never know you and will never thank you. And they deserve it just like we did as kids. So I thank you. My sister, Desiree, she's a sworn sister to me. I don't know if she wants me to say her child, but um, I couldn't have done this without Desiree, so give her a round of applause. I, um, I'll just say a little bit about myself. I, my name is Desiree Shelley. I, uh, I live in the Roanoke area, um, and I've been directly close to the pipeline route. Uh, I've been living within around eight miles of where it crosses the Catawba Valley, and I really witnessed on a daily basis how um, for, for a long time during the construction, uh, the erosion and sediment from this pipeline um, held went into the headwaters of the Roanoke River. So I appreciate all of you for standing up for our rivers and for being here today. And so that was planned, but thank you so much. <laughs> Take a look around. This is power in our movement. Take a look around and make some noise for the power of our movement. My name is William J. Barber III. I'm coming to you as a son of the South of North Carolina, one of the flagship places of environmental justice. You know, one of the sophistications that come with the complexity of being human is the understanding that two truths can be held at the same time. Each one of us standing here is testament to that. Each person here is the product of two beautifully human truths. The truth of our father, truth of our mother, and I just dare might add a third truth, the truth of the creator. I myself am the product of two truths. On one hand, I stand before you, a black man, proud, product of lineage, that is rich with the history of my ancestors, their struggles, their hopes, and their dreams. Those bells of confirmation, I hear you. Their call to stand in defense of that legacy and heritage speak to me today. On another hand, I stand before you, an unexpected product of my indigenous ancestry, my Tuscarawan heritage, a product of that powerful lineage that I still seek to reclaim a product of a lineage that is rich with the history of my ancestors, their struggles, their hopes, their dreams. So you see, two truths can exist and be held at the same time. We do it every day simply by existing. I'm going somewhere. So if we do this every day as human beings, simply by existing, our movement comprised of our multiple truths must be willing and able to do the same thing.
So what are the multiple truths? Number one, our communities, our movement, and our planet is in the fight for its life. That's right. As such, we must stand against any attempt to fast-track projects that make this climate crisis worse. That's right. That means expanded oil and gas drilling in the Gulf, we stand against it. That's right. That means attempts to fast-track the Mountain Valley Pipeline, we stand against it. That's right. That means attempts to offer up any of our communities as sacrifice zones for our energy transition, we stand against it. Right. Truth number two. The recent legislation of the IRA, not perfect, serves as testament to the strength our coalition possesses. If we embrace the sophistication of holding multiple truths. Remember, just a few months ago, federal climate action seemed like an impossibility. But thanks to the tireless efforts of voices and leaders like you all that refused to stop, we forced federal climate action back into the conversation. Now to be sure, to be sure, what we see in the current legislation is not a silver bullet. It is a beginning. It is a glimpse of what is possible. What we must do is ask the question that is, if we were able to force climate action with our coalition not at its full strength, what could we make possible if we really build this movement? If we recognize that we cannot have climate solutions without climate justice. If we make sure to get climate technologists and financiers and policy drafters in the same room as community advocates and environmental justice leaders, what could be possible? And number three, as I close, is just a simple repeat of number one. Our communities, our movement, and our planet is in the fight for its life. And our communities and our people are not for sale. So we will stand against any attempt to fast-track projects that make this crisis worse. We will stand against any means to expand oil and gas drilling in the Gulf. We will stand against any attempts to fast-track new projects, including the Mountain Valley Pipeline, which we already beat. We stand against it. We stand against it. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for coming out. I'm a member of the Monacan Indian Nation. This is Contessa Sancho. I'm Bobby Thompson Jr. This is my father, Bobby Thompson Sr. On stage, we represent the indigenous people that this MVP pipeline is affecting. This is our sacred land. The pipeline is basically lying to people. They're trying to put through legislation so that they can fast track, circumvent rules and regulations that are already in place, and they do not care about the ramifications to the future generations. As indigenous people, and as all people, we have a a creed that we look seven generations back and seven generations forward. That is no more important because these people, politicians, pipeline corporations, they only look at the bottom dollar. We are humans, we need water. We need the land. We need all the resources that Mother Earth gives us. We are attempting to destroy that for the almighty dollar that we cannot sustain ourselves from, right? That does not do anything for us if we do not have clean water, clean air. So on behalf of the Monica Indian Nation, again, I want to thank everybody that came out. 
And we appreciate everybody's efforts to help stop MVP and future pipelines and things of fossil fuels because we need to move to a carbon-free planet Earth to protect it for our future generations. Thank y'all. My dear friend, Miss Charlie Lowry. This first song that we're going to sing for y'all, everybody knows it's obvious that there is a direct correlation between the pillaging and the destruction of our environment and a direct correlation to our, our women. And right now, since the beginning of time, we've been fighting against the movement, the missing and murdered indigenous women movement. And this first song that we're going to sing for y'all is directly for them. Oh, now can't be knocked down. Rise up now, up how, Lord. Go now, can't be knocked down. Rise up now, up how, Lord. You are listening to activists rallying Thursday, September 8th on Capitol Hill in opposition to proposed completion of the controversial Mountain Valley Pipeline, which researchers say would lead to annual emissions equivalent to more than 89 million metric tons of carbon dioxide. That is equal to the emissions from 26 coal plants or 19 million passenger vehicles per year. This is On the Ground. I'm Esther Averam. Stay with us. Some things never change He's pumping through my veins Nobody ever asked How you're running from the past is true Cause I've had enough Of your dirty little ego Educated boy, you should know After all the blood we paid You're calling shots for me Give me all the Hello everyone, my name is Mary Crow. How are you today? It's so good to see everyone. I just first want to introduce my family. We are citizens of the Eastern Band of Cherokee from the Koala Boundary, Cherokee, North Carolina. We are the Great Smoky Mountains and the Blue Ridge Parkway. We are in our traditional territory that Creator gave to us since millennial. The Great Smoky Mountains National Park is the last of the biodiverse areas in the world. The Great Smoky Mountains Park every day produces different species of floral and fauna and animals that have never been identified before. When we look at our home, 
We don't look at a building. We look at the Appalachian Mountains. We look at the place where this pipeline, the Mountain Valley Pipeline, if allowed to go through, will go through the Appalachian Mountains. We see the West Coast in a mega drought. People are coming east. People are coming here in Washington, D.C., Virginia, North Carolina, everywhere and anywhere that there's fresh water, clean air. How do we protect that? How do we maintain that? How do we, as human beings, understand that we are the ones that are causing the damage to Mother Earth and to all that's on it? And when will we take responsibility for that? My family has been standing for decades. My sister and I have been with the Indigenous Environmental Network since 1993. We have been to Standing Rock. We have been to Minnesota, Line 3. We have been to Wisconsin, Line 5. We have been to these territories because we stand with our relatives. We stand with our people who see it every day as Indigenous people. As Indigenous people. We were given treaties that said what? As long as the water flows and the grass grows, well guess what? The water's not flowing anymore. And the grass is not growing anymore. So get the land back. We'll take it. We have common ground as human beings, not the color of our skins, not the politics, not the religions, nothing but us being as human beings, good to one another, good to our relatives, the four-legged, the winged, but most of all, understanding that we as indigenous women have gone missing and murdered since colonialism. And we still today do not get the protection from the federal government if we're federally recognized tribes or the state government if we're state recognized tribes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We want the same respect as all the other non-native women that go missing in the United States that are immediately found. We want our women found too, starting back from the beginning. Thank you. My name is Jane Eaglehorn Jacobs from Tuscarora Nation of North Carolina. We appreciate that everybody's here and that we're standing today over this very, very important issue. Before I speak on what I'm going to speak on today, I have a little fellow that you guys need to listen to. He spoke to his representative today in, the, in that big ugly building that we went into that with all the gaudy gold and, yeah, it's an ugly building. But I got, the, yeah, anyway, I'm going to get up. My name is Amber Meredith, and this is my son, Danger, and he has a few words to share with you. Hello, my name is Danger, and I'm going to read something. My life means more than your money, 
Water is sacred. Water is life. Without water, we have no future. So the reason why I had him go before what I was going to say is we all need to remember that this earth does not belong to any one of us. It doesn't belong to the government to rape and destroy the way it does and throw her away. She's alive. She's living. These trees, this grass, everything you see, she come, we come from her. We come from the water. When we leave here, we go back into the earth again. And it's the continuing cycle of life. Hello, my name's Pam Garrison. I'm tri-chair of the West Virginia Poor People's Campaign. And I'm a proud Appalachian. West Virginia, we've been told the big lie and we've been propagated with the big lies for decades. We've been told that we can't have no better. We've got 710,000 poor low-wage workers in West Virginia. And they tell us that we have to hang on to coal. We have to hang on to the fossil fuels to survive. That is a lie. That is a lie. Coal is a dying dinosaur. It is something going. We are tired of the old dinosaurs. In West Virginia, we're ready to move to the 21st century. We are ready for renewables. We want green energy jobs. We don't want black lung jobs. We are tired of the poorest, the sickest. We are, we are the most oppressed and depressed because of a rock. And we're sick and tired of it. We are standing up and we are going to fight. And we are with you and we are not going to end until we have renewable energy and we have a safe future for our kids. Environmental Justice Director with New York Lawyers for the Public Interest. And I want to say that understanding climate change is about understanding the root causes of climate change. Because it's less about pipelines and greenhouse gas emissions and more about the systems of oppression that led to the pipelines and the emissions in the first place. These systems, these root causes are white supremacy, patriarchy, and colonization. So while we are here to speak out against the Mountain Valley Pipeline, we're here to call out the intersecting systems that led to this and many other pipelines, including Bavaria, Dapple, KXL, Bayou Bridge, Line 3, and Line 5. Because they are all rooted in the idea that it is okay to sacrifice black, brown, indigenous, and poor folks for the arbitrary and selective greater good of affluent white people. We are here in the spirit of Ella Baker, who reminds us, remember, we are not fighting for the freedom of the Negro alone, but for the freedom of the human spirit, a larger freedom that encompasses all humankind. And look, those words are very important because we know that if Chuck Schumer, yes, Chuck Schumer, and Joe Manchin's racist, classist, sexist, ableist, and bigoted dirty deal becomes law, humankind will be ever closer and more proximate to climate chaos. Yeah. And speaking of root causes, 
We know we are here because of the environmental racism multiplier known as the Inflation Reduction Act, which will exacerbate white supremacy, will exacerbate patriarchy, and is already exacerbating colonization, splitting us apart and driving us into diversion fashions like some bad Shailene Woodley movie. They are trying to divide and conquer us by claiming that it's worth it to deracinate over 50 years of environmental laws like NEPA and the Clean Water Act to speed up transmission lines and clean energy projects. We call bullshit on that. Democrats and Republicans alike need to understand that a renewable energy project that's built in a community without their participation, without their free, prior, and informed consent it's just as environmentally racist as doing the same thing with a fossil fuel project. Yeah! And that's because this cannot be about the self-interest of capitalist corporations, be they big oil or be big renewable. It's about the self-determination of frontline environmental justice communities from Brooklyn and the Bronx to Baltimore to the Gulf South, Indian Country, and Appalachia. Climate change and climate justice is also about collective rather than selective choices. Climate change is a series of moral questions, an inquiry of what we're willing to allow to continue, what we're willing to transform, and if we're willing to transform at all. We have to move away from selective actions, selective mindsets, selective narratives, and arrive at collective justice. That's why I gotta say this right now. Big green groups and their acolytes need to understand that selective access to lawmakers and selective access to the White House to celebrate racist and classist bills like the Inflation Reduction Act are not as imperative as collective access to climate justice. And I know my time is up to you, so I'm gonna close by saying this. Climate justice is also about navigating contradictions and navigating abject hypocrisy. Here I hold a letter written by the Senate EJ Caucus in 2020, which includes Tammy Duckworth, Cory Booker the Booth, and a, a, a Tom Carper from Delaware. And this is a letter that says, for more than 50 years, NEPA has served not only as our nation's preeminent instrument for protection of the environment, but also a critical tool for civil rights. So what the f happened in the last two years? What happened in the last two years? And now we get word that the White House is behind this dirty deal as well. So let me say this in closing. Democrats need to be less concerned with a potential government shutdown this close to the midterm elections and more concerned with the shutdown of black, brown, indigenous, and poor white voters who live in the communities that you are sacrificing.
People's Revolutionary Party. We want to make one message and bring it home as clearly as possible. I want it understood 
The U.S. military is composed of a little more than two million people. That means two million people on a planet of nearly seven billion people is responsible for five percent of the global warming that is taking place. So we think this is significant because we understand that the U.S. military and the U.S. military operation is really responsible for killing and murdering the masses of the people all over the planet Earth. That 5% doesn't include the billions of dollars they give to the Middle East and Israel and Egypt. That doesn't include the billions of dollars they donate and sell, the guns they sell to Europe. That doesn't include arms they provide to their proxies in my homeland, Africa. That doesn't include the murder and rape of the masses of our people and the guns that are delivered into these cities through the 1033 program that shoot black people down in the street, that shoot poor people down in the street. These are the causes of the pollution that is affecting our lives and it must be stopped. for lobbying Congress. We applaud you for lobbying the White House, but we do not come to lobby any of them because we see the Democrats and the Republicans as one party that is responsible for most of the suffering that is taking place on this planet at this time, and we have come to oppose them every step of the way, every turn, and every chance we get. So we said to this movement, who is trying to clean up our environment, that if you want to clean up the environment, if you want to fight pollution, you have to fight imperialism. You have to fight capitalism. You have to fight neo-colonialism. You have to fight Zionism. And you have to stand up for the liberation of humanity. Thank you very much. Activists rallying Thursday on Capitol Hill not only opposed the Mountain Valley Pipeline, but also any new legislation that would weaken existing environmental laws and protections. This is On the Ground. I'm Esther Averam. Stay with us. Sisters to stand and fight for the drama song. 
My name is Sharon Levine, and I'm the director and founder of Rise St. James, a faith-based organization that came from God to protect our people. Our people are dying because of our politicians. Our politicians vote everything in that comes to St. James Parish, especially in the 5th District. Our water is poisoned. You can't drink the water. You can't cook with the water. And these industries are coming in one at a time. Formosa Plastics tried to come into St. James in 2018. God said no. At that time, we found Rise St. James. Formosa Plastics is not there yet. Because we are fighting, we are standing up for our community, and we said no more. Our politicians have to go because they are the reason St. James Parish is dying, especially the 4th and 5th District. The 5th District has 12 industries within a 10-mile radius. We can't take any more. Let's get rid of the politicians. Let us run the community. Our parish president, we don't know what's wrong with him. We feel like he's in the pocket of industry. Whenever industry coming here, the seven, we have seven council members. I think one that didn't vote for industry. All the rest of them voted for industry. And they live there. They have to breathe the same air that we are breathing. They drink the same water, but we can't drink it anymore. We are paying water bills. Well, we, don't, we can't drink the water. We can't fish in the river that we used to fish in shrimp long time ago. The water is polluted with benzene and other chemicals, cancer-causing chemicals. Damn. We are here to talk to people in Congress, in the Senate, to ask them, whenever you sit at the table to make these bills, call us. Yeah. We live in the community. Call us, ask us for our opinion yeah. so we can give it to you. Or you come and visit us and see how we are yeah. dying. Yeah. People in St. James are dying with cancer yeah. and other illnesses, but mostly cancer. Women get pregnant, they have miscarriages. Some of them have the babies, they have preemies. What more do they want? They want us to pack up and leave and industry come in and take over. That's not going to happen. As long as we have Rise St. James, Rise St. James will stop any industry from coming into St. James. Even though our governor, John Bell Edward, approved this industry, he didn't look at other places in St. James. He said, just, I mean, in, in the state of Louisiana, he said, just dump it in St. James. No one is going to speak up. But we have news for him. We spoke up and we found Rise St. James. 
we are not going anywhere. If anybody need help, call on us. We will come and help you to stop this madness and to save the lives of the people around this country. We are here to stay, and we want Congress to do the right thing. And this bill with this man have out there, we need to do something about that. That's why we're having this rally today, to let him know that we don't approve of what he's trying to do. He's trying to poison us even more. He don't care about our lives. These people in Congress sitting behind the desk and making these rules, and we are the one that's suffering. Yeah. We are tired yeah. of suffering, and we will not take it anymore. My name is James Hyde, and I'm from Southwest Louisiana. I'm from Lake Charles. If you know what Louisiana looks like, it looks like a boot. And New Orleans is in the toe, and we are in the heel of the boot. We are Southwest Louisiana. What they're trying to do is build so many more of these gas export terminals, these LNG facilities right in our backyards, to ship gas, to take frack gas from all of these places and ship it overseas while they can make a profit. And while every single one of the, uh, every single one of you is paying more for your, for your uh, electricity bills, for your food, for everything, while these gas companies are making a killing. And while they're killing our families and the people who live around these uh, industries. We've been running all day. I would love if you would uh, join me in, in a brief, uh, just, a, just a breathing exercise. If everybody take a deep breath in, take a deep breath out. I've noticed the air in Washington. Breathe again, deep breath in. Out. Feel your feet on the ground. We are connected to this earth. We are connected to each other through this earth. The things that we have to do to, to enable a future for our children and the further generations to come, it matters what happens today. It matters what happens today in West Virginia, in Virginia, in California, all along the Gulf Coast, from Texas to Florida, everywhere. What happens in the next four years? What we build out and what we choose not to build out will affect the future of this planet in a way that is maybe another, no other time is as important as it is today. We have been kicking a can down the road. The road is over. We have got to stop. And we've got to transition. So again, I, I'm so happy to be connected with so many people fighting for a bright future. You know, it's, it's not an isolated fight. Don't feel alone. I'm not alone in Lake Charles. You're not alone where you're at. Let's get together in ways like this. Let's unify each other. Let's find community. And let's fight these fossil fuel people who just want to extract, extract, extract. We can't eat money. We've got to have clean air and clean water. Thank you all. I said good afternoon, everyone. Now here's something else I want you to say. And I want you to say it as loud as you can. Hell no, Joe! 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 We're sending that message to Joe Manchin. Because that dope deal of a bill that he is trying to disenfranchise each and every one of you cannot be allowed to stand. Together, we are stronger than any one man, but we have to lift our voices and be heard. We have to be willing to walk together. We have to be willing to 
cry together, we have to be willing to sing together, and we have to be willing to shout together. Because when we shout, our voices are heard. And we can move the ocean, and we can move and change minds. So what we have to do when we go home, and even here, is tell those that represent us that the jig is up. No more sacrifice. No more sacrifice of communities like Lake Charles, Freeport, and my hometown of Port Arthur, Texas. You want to know why we say we're sacrificed? We're sacrificed because we are the home to the largest refinery in the country. And we're home to several other refineries. We're home to some of the worst air pollution. We're home to a company that when you smell like you breathe the smell of wood in the air, ladies and gentlemen, that ain't wood, brothers and sisters. That's formaldehyde. It's laced with wood. And everybody knows what that is. So they're trying to kill us while we yet live. That cannot be allowed to happen nor continue. We have to fight. We have to push back. We have to raise our voices. We have to tell Joe, whether it's a mansion or Ben or a Biden, hell no. We won't go any further. The line stops and we're going to draw it here. Hello everybody, I'm Talia Boyd, I'm with the Indigenous Environmental Network. I also hail from the Navajo Nation in the Great Southwest, and we are very familiar with extractive industries. On my nation, we have over 525 abandoned uranium mines, compliments of the Cold War, compliments of the U.S. government. We're also inundated by oil and gas. We've been inundated by coal. Our water has been compromised. In the Southwest, we don't have a lot of surface water. All we have is our groundwater, and that has been compromised tremendously. I have been fighting the nuclear bees for quite some time, and as the gentleman said earlier, it is about uh, dismantling the military-industrial complex. That's what feeds a lot of these extractive industries. Yeah, so I'm here with Justin Pearson, He's from Memphis and he was really successful in defeating a pipeline that tried to go through Memphis and he's here to show solidarity. So tell me why it was important for you to come out to support this resistance against the Mountain Valley Pipeline. Solidarity is how we win. Solidarity is how we won in Memphis against Valero Energy Corporation and Plains All-American by Haley Connection Pipeline. It's when people from across the country and across the communities that are most impacted and those that don't even think they're impacted get together that we're able to disrupt and defeat these types of projects. So we're here, several of us from Memphis, here in Washington, D.C., to show those who are found fighting Mountain Valley Pipeline and Mountain Valley Pipeline Southgate Extension that they're not in this alone and that people power can win and that we're going to continue to be with them and be proximate with them in the struggle for justice. And that will do it for today's show. We will, of course, continue to cover the reported deal to complete this controversial Mountain Valley pipeline, as well as the organized opposition to it. Also, two speakers not identified on the program include John Beard uh, from Port Arthur, Texas. He was talking about the impact of refineries and, and factories there on the air quality in Port Arthur and the smell of formaldehyde there. And also Anthony Carefa Rogers Wright, who is Director of Environmental Justice for New York Lawyers for the Public Interest. 
This is On the Ground, Voices of Resistance from the nation's capital on two dozen stations on the Pacifica Radio Network and on all your podcast platforms at On the Ground with Esther Averam. Our website and archive of all of our shows is onthegroundshow.org. In addition, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and patreon.com at On the Ground Show. All of those platforms have a protest sign with green lettering that says On the Ground. I also link to every show on my Instagram page at Esther underscore Ivarum. The music we played this hour included Bernadette B.J. Lark and Alexis Rayana and Charlie Lowry performing at the Appalachian Resistance Comes to D.C. rally held September 8th, 2022 on Capitol Hill. And of course, our theme music for the show is Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. I'm Esther Ivarum. Until next time, take good care and keep raising your voice. Peace. This is Esther Ivarum, producer and host of On the Ground, thanking you for listening and for being a part of our audience. And I'm asking you to please partner with us in keeping alive this independent grassroots news program from Washington, D.C. So please go to our page at patreon.com forward slash on the ground show that's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash on the ground show or you can see all the ways to support including end of the year giving and paypal on our website which you know is on the ground show dot org thank you <laughs>